It's the off-season, our regular segment from the stands, where we normally talk to a uh, sports fan, somebody who loves their sport, uh, but maybe hasn't been a uh, top player in their time. However, today we have a special guest because we are speaking to a huge sports fan, but also a man who has been there. Uh, it's Peter Kelso. G'day, Peter. How are you going? Yeah, g'day, Nick. Uh, good to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for chatting yeah. us today, mate. Now, I talked about no, no you. You have been at the top, but you were a first-grade rugby league player for uh, in Brisbane Rugby League. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, quite some time ago now, Nick. <laughs> uh, back in '66, uh, 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 made my debut for uh, a club called Northern Suburbs, uh, commonly known as the North Devils. Uh, still known as the North Devils, they uh, they play in the local comp up here in Brisbane now, mm. and uh, they've been a feeder club North for uh, Melbourne Storm course, uh, yeah. for quite a number of years. And uh, you may have heard of some footballers called Greg Inglis, <laughs> um, uh, Cooper Cronk, um, Cameron Smith, and uh, uh, what's his name, the fullback? Uh, oh, Billy Slater. Billy Slater. Oh my God! Yeah, they're yeah. all products. They're all products of uh, northern <laughs> suburbs. And uh, you know, uh, North is a very proud club. Always has been. Um, back in the uh, in my playing era, uh, from '66, I played junior football also with North from under 14 right up and made the senior debut at the age of um, uh, 18. Right. Uh, against a club by the name of uh, South in Brisbane, oh, uh, coached by the by uh, a well-known uh, Sydney identity called Bobby McCarthy. Oh my gosh! Right, he, he played second rate for South <laughs> back in. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, so uh, that was the start of things back then, and uh, it was uh, a case of uh, it was a very strong club. The club I played for, they won a number of premierships under the guidance of a. Uh, a well-known coach by the name of Bobby Bax, uh, who happened to be Wayne Bennett's mentor. Right. And uh, Bobby Bax was known as the the best coach of all time back then. Right. Um, he took over in 1960 uh, after um, a fellow by the name of Clive Churchill uh, come up from South in uh, Sydney and played fullback for North in 1959 as captain coach. Good heavens. And uh, they won the first they won their premiership in 59 and then Bobby Bax came over from Brothers and coached North until oh back in uh till uh, late 70s. And over that time he won six uh six premierships, six in a row I think it was. Wow. Same as St George in Sydney. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but Oh, very uh, good. What, what position did you play? Yeah, well, I started off playing fullback. Right. Uh, I took over from a, uh, a fellow that was uh, well known in North Circles, uh, a fellow by the name of Harry Bates. Harry and Johnny Bates were with North for years, and they won a number of premierships, uh, uh, well known identities in the club. And as Harry got older, uh, I was on the way up, he was on the way out, so I took <laughs> over as fullback. And uh, I played fullback until um, I would have been about. Uh, 1969, I think it was, uh, when uh, Bobby Bax pulled off a major coup in, in rugby league uh, because they decided to change the points for field goals from one point to two points. Right. So the astute man called Bobby Bax decides he was going to have a chat to the best 
um, Australian Rules goal kicker or, uh, in the league up here in, uh, in Brisbane was a fellow by the name of Barry Spring, played mm-hmm. for Maine. And Springy was the sensational dropkick artist. <laughs> so Baxi went over and signed Barry Spring to come over. He knew, Springy knew nothing about rugby league. He uh, played uh, Australian Reels most of his career. But come over to North, played fullback, and potted goals from a halfway line for two <laughs> points. <laughs> and he got uh, North won a premiership that year oh, there on Springy. Known as Springy's Boots, right. Springy's Premiership. <laughs> yeah. So, in a very uh, real sense, Billy Slater was following in your footsteps. Could you say that? Uh, well, I, I, <laughs> thanks very much for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd say, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think Billy Slater even knew who I was, to be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, what would but, be a, a personal highlight in your rugby league career? Um, personal highlight would be, um, well, uh, being in a premiership winning side in 66 um, at at the age of uh, 18, just turned 19 and at the end of the season so I was 18 when uh, I was picked to play in in that A grade side Uh, that was one of the highlights Um, I had many highlights actually Mm. and another one (laughs) was not only playing with Norse but I went to North Queensland in 72 and uh, Played for a club up in Townsville called Centrals. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Centrals um, was a well-known club uh, in Townsville. And, uh, you know, we thought Townsville League back in those days, okay, it wasn't up to the Brisbane standard, but my God, it was tough. Right. It was tough. <laughs> and it was also hot. Oh, yeah. And to play football up there then... Uh, where you come off at half time and you just stand under the shower with your football gear on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh, that was a, a thoroughly enjoyable time of my life and my football career. Fantastic. Playing in Townsville. Got yeah. a run in uh, Foley Shield for Townsville. Nice. And uh, was coached by a fellow who came up from Newtown. Uh, his old man owned the Criterion Hotel on the Strand. Right, old yeah. Bluey Rally. And it was a well-known football <laughs> identity back then. And uh, a lot of the uh, Sydney teams, when they went on their after-season football uh, jaunt, would come up to Townsville and stay at Bluey Rally's Hotel on the Strand. <laughs> and young Bluey Rally, there was old Bluey Rally and young Bluey Rally. And Mrs. Bluey Rally was well-known. She was an old lady there. And everyone knew Mrs. Rally. And uh, anyhow, Bluey, uh, he, uh, he coached Newtown in Sydney, and he came up uh, as player-coach for Centrals. Uh, the best football I think I've ever played with. Mm. And I have played with some good ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Bluey got uh, injured in a Foley Shield game. And um, he had a stroke. Oh, wow. Yeah, he served behind the bar at the Criterion after the game on uh, one uh, it was a Saturday afternoon. And he just dropped to the floor and had a stroke. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, uh, Bluey, I believe, is still down at Newtown. And he's a member of the club down there and does odd jobs for him and all that sort of stuff. But... Um, yeah, so uh, anyhow, back at Norse, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we had a fellow by the name of Johnny Sadler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played out his playing career for Norse. He'd yeah. come up from Sydney. And uh, Sats uh, played, uh, I think it was uh, probably about 74, 75. Yeah. And also Tommy Bishop, a little halfback yeah, from, yeah. Uh, from England. Yeah, I uh, Tommy. Tommy also played for North. He was in the uh, uh, one of the uh, the side that we won the uh, 
uh, we won the, um, what do they call it? Uh, it wasn't the premiership. Uh, the, anyhow, we finished top of the ladder. Right. But played in the semi-finals, and oh, yeah. it was a strong side. There yeah. was Tommy Bishop. Um, there was um, uh, uh, Eric Lilly, who just passed away recently. Jeff Waith, who was an English fullback, played for England. He played fullback. He came over, uh, over with Tommy. And um, uh, Glenn Harrison, uh, Steve Caldo was a Rothmans medal winner. He played second row. Tony Trent came up from Sydney, played second row. Ronnie Clothier was an ex-Sydney man. He was front row. Nicky Geiger played for Australia. He was a hooker. Right. Uh, Brian Paul Kahn, front row. He played for Queensland. So I played in the centres that year. Right. I was lucky enough to get a run <laughs> in the centres with Eric Lilly. Uh, so... Yeah, it was a strong side, but we never won the premiership. We got beaten uh, by Valleys. Now, I say you were, of course, a professional football player, but a professional footballer back then and a professional league player now, they're worlds apart, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Worlds apart. Like, we had to uh, hold down jobs Mm. uh, back then. Uh, You you work full-time. You went to football training uh, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights. Right, yeah, yeah. when start, things start to heat up a bit near the end of the season, they might throw an extra night in there for training. <laughs> but that was it. That was the nature of the game. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, after a training session, you'd finish up at the top pub at Nunda. Until <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, about, yeah, till closing time. So nobody was, uh, that's the way it was, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the way it was accepted back then. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you've got to give merit to the, the footballers of today. They're so strong, oh. they're so fast. You know, uh, but that's that's their life. That's yes. their lifestyle. Of course. Now, before I let you go, um, yeah. I know you're you're still a huge league fan. Do you reckon the Broncos have taken the right turn with Kevin Walters and uh, sort of this going back to the future for this year? Yeah, um, I do have a lot of respect for Kevin Walters. Uh, yeah, he's done a lot for football here in Queensland. Mm. Uh, but I think the problem uh, the Broncos have is a bit deeper than what Kevin Walters can uh, turn around. Fair enough. Um, there's a lot of talk about Broncos, you know, having, don't having the Bronco culture mm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now, my, my firm belief is the Broncos culture has got to start within the club, not yep. just the players that come to the club, automatically pick up the culture of the Broncos. It doesn't happen that way. The Bronco culture has to be stemmed from internal, inside the club. They've got to go out. Um, they've got to get supporters of the club back into the club. And they've got to have the players there talking to the supporters, mingling, and, right, yeah. and that sort of thing. That will build the culture of the club up, okay, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, because I know now, and I've seen it firsthand with the Broncos, that... You go to the Bronco Clubhouse at Spring Hill, no, Red Hill rather, not mm. Red at Spring Hill, Red Hill, uh, you won't find a Bronco footballer in there. Right. No yeah. matter what night you go there. Yeah. Nobody's ever there. Right. Yeah, the place is full of people, uh, and but the numbers are dwindling because people are getting a bit cheesed off about, you know, not seeing anybody. You think you go to the Broncos Rugby League Club, you know, you'll see some, some of the football be there, but no. They think they get a chance to talk to them. So I think, you know, that's part of the culture building yeah. process. Right. But anyhow, that's only my thoughts. All but right. uh, <laughs> yeah. Personally I'd like to see Cameron Smith back yep, up sure. there at the Broncos, not as a player, but right. as a coach. Well it may yet happen, who knows? 
No, I think it will. All I right. think it will eventually, yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, well, Peter Kelso, thanks very much for your time this afternoon. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, Nick. <laughs> this is the off-season heard across a Resonate Network.